0: Hey, this is Sharon Srivatsa. Welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to teach you about how to automate consistency, how to automate consistency. There's a great quote that says, talent gets you noticed, but consistency gets you paid. But no one ever tells you how. They want you to use your willpower. They want you to use accountability. But I've got a system, a very simple system that allows you to be consistent in whatever you want, no matter how annoying it is, as long as it's good for you. Consistency. And automating consistency is the answer. And I have a three-part process. I'm going to break it all down for you right now. One thing is for certain. Just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this. Where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to how to grow your business? How to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Trivaze, and welcome to Business School. All right, this is going to be the most exciting and important and useful episode that you listen to today or this week or this month. But I really, really believe that if you get this idea, this concept of what I'm calling how to automate consistency, it will change the way you think about everything. I'm going to go really fast because the last thing that you want is a productivity-based episode that takes an insane amount of time. But if you actually pay attention, listen to this, listen to this on 2x speed if you need to, that'll be fast. But I want to show you and break down for you how to automate consistency. Because here's a phrase that I've heard used often, which is talent gets you noticed and consistency gets you paid. Talent gets you noticed and consistency gets you paid. And but how do we uh instead of using our effort and our willpower to build our consistency, how do we automate our consistency? Right? And the the big reason for me is but but why should I even try? Why should I try to put all the effort into making it more consistent? Why should I try to hire an accountability coach when I can find a way to put it on autopilot and make it a habit? But imagine this. Imagine this one thing. Imagine if I can show you three big ideas where you can become consistent at anything that you want. Even the things that you think you hate. Imagine if you can become consistent at anything that you want. All right. So here are three big ideas for today, which I think you'll love. Number one, the one requirement to do great things. I'm going to tell you about the one requirement to do great things. Number two, uh, I'm going to show you why the easiest way to do something is on autopilot. It's not with willpower, but it's on autopilot. And number three, how to love everything you want to be consistent. How to love everything you want to to do to be and how to be consistent, even if it's annoying. Imagine this. No matter what you want to do, even if it's annoying, like flossing your teeth and working out and going for a walk and answering emails. How do you find and love everything that you do and be consistent with it, even if it's annoying? Those are the three things I'm gonna break down for you today. So um, let me tell you how this idea came about, give you a 10-second story. I was doing a little Q3 planning. I was doing a review-preview. So essentially, this is the idea that my friend Michael Shergold taught me. You'd look back, review at everything that's happened, and then you look forward, preview at everything that's coming. So I was doing a review-preview, So I just looked back and how I do this is I look back at my calendar and just go through week by week to see if something stood out. I pull out a lesson or a promise that I made and that becomes a a project or a task that I need to do. Then I look ahead of my calendar and I look at everything that's coming up and then I say, well, this is the things that I need to do. I make a list of it and slot it on my calendar. I have some open space and then I adjust it to my goals. It's actually a pretty simple exercise. You can do it, you know, in under one cup of coffee, coffee, which is great. But then I asked myself this question, hey, I've been doing this often this question came to me and it says like, what am I proud of in my life? So, so just think about this. What are you proud of in your life? And you don't have to tell anybody about this. Just if you didn't have to justify anything to anybody, what are you proud of in your life? I know outside of my family, outside of my children, outside of all of that, what am I, what am I proud of? Right. Outside of all of that. And so I, I thought about it and there a few things came to mind. I'll tell you there, there, we've had some great, Success with our companies, I'm proud of that. We've had a couple of failures that didn't go well. I am proud of that now, but I was not proud of that then because it's made me a better entrepreneur. I'm proud of our email community because I will tell you that my one of my favorite things is building and working and engaging with my email community. But the thing that bubbled to the top of the list is that I'm proud of is I'm proud of the 5 a.m. club. So it's not it it instantly will you know will help will people will judge when I say that. But it's got nothing to do with waking up at 5 a.m. The 5 a.m. club is super interesting because for the last 3,000 plus days, I've woken up at 4.55 in the morning, right, before 5 uh, a.m., within reason. And in essence, no one can beat me. Like, it is, I'm unbeatable, right? Because even if someone started on that today, I will still be ahead because I'm not quitting anytime soon. And the consistency of that is what made me proud. That's the stacking of that. It's not that I accomplished a result. It's I accomplished momentum that is unbeatable, right? And the one theme of all of these things, call it the 5 a.m. club or the email community or the companies that I built or even my family, there was one common theme, which is cadence, the consistent effort. But the, the key part is I put it all on autopilot. I put it all on autopilot. And that's what I'm gonna teach you and show you how to, how to actually do today. All right, so there's three things that I told you. Uh, the first one was you know, how to do great things. The one requirement to do great things, number one, to do great things, please remember this. To do great things, you have to do fewer things, right? To do great things, you have to do fewer things. Just FYI, you're not Elon, right? There is, I'm not Elon. Elon's an alien. He can run three public companies at any given time. Like, that's crazy. That's wild. That's very difficult. And he has amazing teams. And he's ruthless. But he also works. It's not, he's not like Branson. Branson is amazing. But he's got, he's, you know, he's on he's Necker on Island, and he still runs all these businesses. And that's a whole level, different level of alien. But Elon actively operates the three businesses. He actively operates, you know, Tesla and Solar City. And it's crazy that he, like, it's nonstop, right? So when you think about that, think about why this is important. Think about to do great things, you have to do fewer things. What do you know? What, what, did, what have we known Steve Jobs for? One thing you know, the, the creation and the, the mastermind behind Apple. What is the one thing we've known Buffett for? Well, Charlie, Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett, we know them specifically for pouring through 10Ks and 10Qs and being great investment thinkers. What are the one thing that we know uh, Jeff Bezos for? What? For building Amazon. What is the one thing we know Oprah for? Having an insane talk show, right? There's a reason for that. To do great things, you have to do fewer things because if you can't do fewer things, you can't put great things on autopilot. That's what I'm trying to tell you. To do great things, you have to do fewer things. The easiest way for us to do more, to do better, to, it, it's, it's in, if you watch The Matrix, it is the woman in the red dress. It's just distraction. Everything is a distraction. Our job every day is to wake up and ask not what we're meant to do, but what we're meant to cut, right? Our job every day is to wake up in the morning and not ask what we're meant to do, is what we're meant to cut. We are like, you know, it's like the, the, the sculpture of David. It's a big ass rock that needs to get carved. And it's our job not to see David, it's our job to cut all the pieces. And the reason the way I like to do this is to ask this question with the tenure accelerator. The tenure accelerator, as as I've shared with some of you, I was really sick in the hospital uh, many years ago and my doctor told me this thing. He says, Sharon, if you were ten years older, you'd be dead. And I was like, What what? What does that mean? He said, If you were ten years older, you'd be dead. And I go, Why? He goes, Well, you have youth on your side, you have energy on your side, you have you know, spirit on your side, your perspective on your side. And because of that, if you were able to beat this, and I, I thought about it, and I was like, hmm, maybe that applies to other parts of my life as well. So now I ask this one question, it, it, you should ask this question, if you're pondering something in your life. So let's say you're thinking about whether you should go to your daughter's recital or not. Let's say you're thinking about whether you are, whether you should work out today or not. Let's say you're thinking about whether you should eat that burger or not. Let's say you think about, whether you should buy that new house or not. Let's say you think about whether you should ask that girl or guy out or not. Let's say you think about whether you should do this business partnership or not. Let's say you think about whether you should walk away from that relationship or not, right? If you're thinking about any of those things, you should ask the question, hey, assume my life, assume everything was the same, right? Because you can't can't really say, oh, I'm going to go 20 years into the future. No, like assume everything was the same as of today. You have the same bank account. You have the same relationships. You have the same company. You have the same social media presence. Assume everything was the same. And you were just 10 years older. If you are 55, assume you're 65. If you were just 10 years older, now ask yourself this question about making that decision. Now, and if, if, if that doesn't make it easier, if that doesn't make it easier, give yourself 10 more years. See if you're 75. Now ask yourself this question. Because what it does is it transports you just in time because you're like, hey, because we know that's not finite. To do great things, you have to do fewer things. And the way to do fewer things is to ask yourself the 10-year accelerator question because our job is to wake up every morning and figure out what we need to cut. That's where we get to the greatest of our things. So that's number one. To do great things, you need to do fewer things. All right, Here um, here is number two. This is gonna get a little tactical. We've, if you have not read the, I think the book is called Habit. Uh, Charles Duhigg, I think, Uh, he talks about the habit loop. And he's like, you know, there's a trigger, which means that you get hungry at night. And so you run downstairs and you eat a cookie, which is the action that you take, which is you run downstairs and you eat a cookie and you want to eat something. And then you take the reward, which is the cookie, right? So every time what happens is when you get hungry at night, you're like, oh, I need to go take this action, which is run downstairs, and I'm going to get a cookie and feel good about it. That's the trigger action reward loop, or some that's the habit loop, as they call it. And what I like to do is I like to figure out how to crack this habit loop for myself because 80% of things that we do are a habit loop. Everything is a habit loop, right? So why do you and I wake up in the morning and instantly brush our teeth? Why? Because we know that when we wake up in the morning, we go to the bathroom and brush our teeth. Like it's, it's con- is conditioned into the habit loop, right? I wake up, I go, I brush my teeth, and then I have a clean feeling. That's a reward. How do we get everything to work that way? That's where it works. How do we get everything to work that way? Listen, I've tried everything. I, uh, when, when I was trying to work on my health many years ago, I was like, oh, I should take pics of uh, my, my trainer was like, take pic- pictures of your food. I was like, that's terrible. So I start taking pictures of my food. And then you have to log into an log it, log all your food in an app. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing to do. Then it's like, oh, we should get an accountability group, you know, you should just tell tell us that you worked out for 30 minutes today. No, no judgment. I'm like, this is the worst. And then the, the even better was like, oh, let's just have the accountability come to your house, I have a trainer at five AM that'll be waiting outside the door. I was like, this is like this makes me feel terrible. You can do that, but you're we're doing it wrong. Eighty percent of the habit is the autopilot. How do we actually do that? Right? How do we do that? I'll give you one idea and I think this will, this will be really helpful. I'm trying super hard not to actually put anything on my to-do list. Because if I have to remember it, then my to-do, like knowing me and my personality, I'll have 400 things on my to-do list, which I do, by the way. So the things that are important, I bake into a habit a habit loop. And here's how that works. So I'll give you a very simple example. Uh, take Instagram stories, right? I always forget to post Instagram story, like stories. I always forget to do that. My team wants me to do that. It's good for the algorithm. You should do that too. It's good. I always forget to do that. But here's how I remember. What I've done now is... Uh, when, I, when I drive to work in the mornings, I, I park my car in our parking structure and I'm walking to our office building, right? When I walk to our office building, it's, it's like a one minute, two minute walk. Just, I'm just walking. It's not, not very normal. And I literally film my stories at that time. So now during my walk, I know that I park my car, I walk, I get out of the car, I film my stories. So every day I film stories that I go to work. If I don't go to work, then I don't get stories done. So what I've done is I've created an environmental trigger, an environmental trigger, which, which allows me to do that work. So what I'm going to ask you to do is this. If there's something important that you want to do and it feels small and annoying, just create an environmental trigger for it. So for example, um, every night before I go to bed, I stretch. So I've just realized that as soon as I get ready for bed, right, I do not jump in bed unless I stretch. Now, my, your stretching could be extravagant and not like, I end up doing the pigeon for six minutes on each side and then I fall asleep. I stretch. So now I know that every single night I stretch or every single night I foam roll, but, but I, I don't have to put an alarm on my calendar to do that anymore because I know that that's what I do. So if there's things that you want that are important for you, find a way to tack it on to something else that you do anyway. I say it again, the things that you do, if you want, that are important for you, find a way to tack it on to things that you do anyway. One of my friends wanted to do more push-ups. So literally he came up with this idea that every time he rolls out of bed in the morning, he's gonna turn off his alarm and do 10 push-ups. That's it. He did that for 30 days and now it becomes a habit. He wakes up in the morning, turned off his alarm, rolls out of bed and does 10 push-ups. Now it's crazy. You may think that's crazy, but what he's done is created, he's put his habit on autopilot. Our job to put things into consistency is to just attach it to something else that we do. That's the best tip I can give you. Whatever you want to do, just attach it to something else that you already do, right? Because when, when, every time you do that, you will, you know, it, it, it'll be really good things. So I'll give you a very simple example. Um, if I'm ever standing in line, I'll get, if I'm ever standing in line, I send a thank you message. So if I'm standing in line at the bank, I really try not to go to the bank. If I'm standing in line at a Starbucks, I'm like, okay, I'm standing in line. I pull out my phone. What do most people do? They look at their phone and they check on social media. That's fine. But when I'm standing in line, I send one thank you message. That could be to my team, to my friends, to my family, to, to whatever. Uh, and I don't stand in line that often, but I know this. Every time I stand in line, I send a thank you message. And that's super helpful, right? It's super, super helpful. So what I've done is I've taken what I do on a normal basis, and I've created a habit loop around it, which is, which is, really, which is a really powerful thing. And that's what I'd like you to, to think about. That's the way you put a lot of uh, things on autopilot, which is what are the things that you already do, and how do you put something around it when I'm in the car? right? when I'm in the car, I always listen to podcasts. So I always know that when I'm in the car, I listen to podcasts. Here's the interesting part. Even if it's a four minute drive, I hit play on a podcast because I know that that's how I do it. Now it's funny. And my kids jump in my car. They're like, dad, can we please not listen to podcasts? It's like, no, that's how I do it. Now it is what it is. And I, they get to hear Disney when they want to. But my point is when you want to do something, tack it on to something that you already do. All right. That's daisy chaining your, your habits. All right. Here's number three. The fastest way to become get on autopilot is to just be congruent with it. Talk about it a lot. So let's say I am, uh, let's talk about the 5 a.m. club, right? Talk about it a lot. Just like you talk about your kids, just like you talk about your dogs, just talk about that habit that you want to create a lot. Because there is this Robert Cialdini concept of congruency and consistency. Who you are and your identity is your public accountability. Because if I said I am a, you know, honest person, there's no time where I'm going to lie if I've kept saying that I'm an honest person, because that's when hypocrisy comes, comes, comes to board, right? So there's a running joke in my family and my friends that, oh, yeah, you know, we got to do dinner at 530 because Sean's got to go to bed early so he can wake up for the 5 a.m. club. It's great because now I get to eat dinner at 530 and I'm home by 830. Like it's it's awesome. I never have to do anything late anymore. And because the cool part is I talk about it a lot. The more I talk about it, and the more it's me, and I don't feel any resentful resentfulness in any way. So, if you want to say, "Hey, I go to the gym every day," or "I only drink water," th- it's great. You keep telling your friends, "Hey, I only drink water." You do that, and your friends next time when they order you a drink, they'll only order you water, which is a really, really good, which is a really good thing. Whatever you start to talk about, just explain it. Just explain what you're doing, because that will make you c- consistent and congruent with who you are. Let me tell you this: people love your truth. People love your truth. If while the 5 a.m. club sounds weird or while me only drinking water sounds weird or me foam rolling before I go to night go to bed at night sounds weird or me listening to podcasts at the start, people love you for your truth because it's true. It is, good for, it is good for you because you're telling the truth and it's good for them because it's interesting for them. Think about this for a second. People love your truth because it's good for you because you're telling the truth and it's interesting for them. And that's why it's good for them. People love your truth. And that's how you make all of this work. All right, so if you want to really test your consistency, I'm going to just go to 5amclub.net. Do it for seven days. 5amclub.net. Uh, do it for seven days. It's a five-minute call at 5 a.m. Pacific time every single, every single day of the week. You don't even have to say anything. Just get on your phone. and no, not, You don't even have to enter a PIN. Uh, five minutes at 5 a.m., seven days a week. Check it out. See if that works for you. Uh, 5amclub.net. N- totally free. You don't have to literally sign up to get the phone number, and that's it. All right, so let me recap for you super quick. Number one, to do great things, you must do fewer things. Number two, you've got to intentionally daisy-change stuff. If you want to put stuff in autopilot, just tack them onto things that you already do. Good habits today that your future self will really, really be thankful for, all right? Good habits today that you, and the way to do that is just attach them to the other things that you already do. And number three, just reprogram your reality with your words and your conversation. Just tell people what you do. The more you talk about it, the more you begin to believe it and the more other people begin to believe it because people love your truth because it's good for you because you're telling the truth and it's good for them because it's interesting to them. Um, there's so much get rich quick stuff out there. You know, six pack abs, make more money, all of that. And the way you do it is really this. Just be consistent. Be consistent. And it's easy for people to say, oh, consistency is the answer, but nobody tells you how. And my answer is this. My answer is these three things. Number one, to do great things, you got to do fewer things. Number two, if you want to actually do something, put it on autopilot by tacking it into something else. And number three, just talk a lot about it because the more you talk about it, the more you begin to believe it. All right, I really hope that you, this idea of automating your consistency you know, means a lot to you. Remember, talent gets you noticed, but consistency gets you paid. Hey, if you like this, just shoot me a DM saying you like this. Share this with someone who you think would benefit from it. I appreciate you. I'll catch you on the next one. Hey, I have a cool gift for you. I took some of my best ideas from the last 20 years and created a five-day MBA. It's quick and action-packed that you can listen to on the go just like this podcast. And I want to give it to you for free just as a thank you for listening to the show. No fluff, no gimmicks, just pure actionable ideas for you to use instantly. You can grab it right now at businessschoolshow.com. That's businessschoolshow dot com.